Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday, November 17th, 2018. The 80th birthday of Gordon Meredith Lightfoot Jr. A Canadian and songwriting treasure. Born in Norilla, Ontario, Canada. This day, 80 years ago. I can see her lying back in her satin dress In a room where you do what you don't confess Sundown, you better take care If I find you, then creeping round my backstairs Sundown, you better take care If I find you, then creeping round my backstairs after Roxanne by the police, this is my favorite song about a prostitute ever. Gordon Lightfoot inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in June of 2012. Before we look ahead, look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these. This date in 1800, Congress held its first session in the partially completed Capitol building. The Suez Canal opened in Egypt, 1869, on this date. Twenty years later, the Union Pacific Railroad began direct daily railroad service between Chicago and Portland, Oregon, and San Francisco. 1947, November 17th, President Harry S. Truman, in an address to a special session of Congress, called for an emergency aid to Austria, Italy, and France. The Ayatollah Khomeini ordered the release of 13 black and or female American hostages during the siege at the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, the state in 1979. 1987, a federal jury in Denver convicted two white supremacists of civil rights violations in the 1984 slaying of radio talk show host Alan Berg. If you've seen the movie Talk Radio, you know very well the story. Ten years later, 62 people, most of them foreigners, killed when militants opened fire in Luxor, Egypt. The attackers were killed by police. The Taliban confirmed the death of Osama bin Laden's military chief, Mohammed Atif, in an airstrike. This date in 2001. Two years later, Arnold Schwarzenegger sworn in as the 38th governor of California and stayed there until it found out that he'd had a child with his nanny who was living in the house with he and... Marie Shriver and the rest. Resigned in disgrace. Get out. This is God's house. Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma is 84 today. Jerry McGee played in the Ventures is 81. Bob Gaudio of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons fame is 77 today. Martin Scorsese is 76. Actress Lauren Hutton turned 75. Danny DeVito is 74. Saturday Night Live producer Lauren Michaels. Still hanging in like a hair in a grilled cheese sandwich is 74 years old today. Baseball Hall of Famer Tom Seaver also turning 74. Former Democrat National Chairman Howard Dean. Remember Howard Dean? Whee! Is 70. And still nuts. Former House Speaker John Boehner, Ohio's own, is 69. Now getting ready to sell pot. 
Actor Stephen Root is 67. Stephen Root is great. Anything. Oh, brother, where art thou? Are you kidding me? I want you boys to sing into my can. It's just super. Uh, Jim Babjack of the Smithereens turned 61. Mary Elizabeth Mastriano Tono Tonio is 60. I just wanted to see if I could say it, and I couldn't. RuPaul is 58. Actor Dylan Walsh turns 55. Susan Rice, the former liar for the Obama administration, is 54. Actress model Daisy Fuentes. Remember her? She's 52. Tab Benoit, who was an incredible... You know what? Find me some Tab Benoit, Grant, and I, I will let you alone pretty much the rest of the morning. Tab Benoit. He's 51 today. Ronnie DeVoe from the new edition and Belle Biv DeVoe. That girl is poison. 51. Ben Wilson, the band Blues Traveler, also turning 51. Actress Leslie Bibb is 45. Actor Brandon Call, 42. Rachel McAdams, the actress, 40. Isaac Hansen of the group Hansen is 38. And Reed Perry of the band Perry turns 30 today. That's the rundown. We've got your forecast in 2020 sports straight ahead as we get you going on this Saturday morning edition here on 700 WLW. Good morning. It's 547. Another Saturday together. How you be? Gary Jeff. Here's some of what's passing for news around the country, around the world, around the tri-state. President Trump heading to Northern California today to see firsthand the devastation and the grief from the deadliest U.S. wildfire in a century. The president's arrival comes on confusion continuing over how many people actually remain unaccounted for in totally obliterated towns like Paradise, California which basically, for all intents and purposes, does not exist anymore after that terrible, terrible wildfire. Also, the president says he had very easily answered written questions from special counsel Robert Mueller, wondering if the questions had been tricked up to try and catch him in a lie. He said he hasn't submitted his answers to the investigators yet, but will do so very soon. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange says he would fight charges He will not willingly travel to the United States to face those charges filed under seal against him. That prediction from one of his lawyers. We shall see. U.S. intelligence officials have concluded that the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, ordered the killing of columnist Jamal Khashoggi. According to a U.S. official, the Saudi government has continued to deny that claim. Rocket blasted off from Cape Canaveral. With space station supplies, the second shipment in two days. Actually, this was uh, launched from Wallops Island in Virginia. The news out of Cape Canaveral, Florida. Unemployment in Ohio, unchanged from September to October. The state's unemployment rate remaining at 4.6% last month. A federal grand jury indicted an Ohio judge, Diane Vittori Caraballo of stealing more than $100,000 from a former client. The U.S. attorney in the Northern District of the state alleging that that uh, Mahoning County judge stole cash from the home of a former client, Dolores Falgiani, after Falgiani's death in March of 2016, robbing the grave. A jury's awarded $5 million each to three Ohio men who spent almost 20 years in jail after being wrongfully imprisoned for murder. Cleveland.com reporting that the jurors decided East Cleveland police officers violated the rights 
of Larice Glover, Eugene Johnson, and Derek Wheat throughout an investigation into a 1995 murder. They did not do the crime, and yet they served the time. And there's much more to get to, and we shall in good due time. But I see that our friend from Dayton is hanging. We'll talk to Dick next on 700 WLW. All right, 554, 700 WLW, online, 700WLW.com. 513-749-7000. That's the local phone number. The Watts number is 1-800-843-2441. The email address is Walker at 700WLW.com. People always say, can you give those numbers slower? You haven't even seen me slow down yet. But let's pick it back up. Good morning, Dick. Good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you? I'm fine. How Good. are you? I am looking forward to my favorite, one of my favorite days, the countdown. Of, you know what day that is, Dick? Thanksgiving. How'd you know? You always have. Oh, I've told you that, haven't I? You've told me that. Yeah, that's how you knew. Well, I commend you on your retention of information because, you know, a lot of people just their their memories are like a dumpster fire. They have absolutely no retention whatsoever or comprehension sometimes. And I seem to speak fairly plainly, so I don't know why they wouldn't comprehend. And perhaps maybe I can burn this into their memory a little bit more um, intensely. I love Thanksgiving. Yes. What do you do for Thanksgiving, Dick? Well, I think we're going to go to my girlfriend's daughter in Columbus and uh, and, uh, have Thanksgiving there. We haven't been up there for a while, and uh, looking forward to out of town. I haven't been out of town for a while. Dick, let let me let me ask you this. Yes. If you don't mind, it's a personal question. I hope you don't mind. If you don't, if if you don't, if you think it's out of bounds or inappropriate, just don't answer. How long have you and your girlfriend been dating, Dick? Oh. It's been a while. I mean, like five years, six years, seven Mm, years? A little over that. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another personal question. Are you ready? Yes. When are you going to make an honest woman out of that girl? Put a ring on her finger. Come on, Dick. Step up to the plate. Yeah. Do you see that happening anytime soon? Not, no. I'm I'm happy. We we have a pretty we have a good relationship. Well, that's all that matters. As long as you're happy, is she happy? Yes. Do you think if she weren't happy, she'd tell you? Yes. Do you think if she wanted a little ring on her finger, she'd tell you that too? Yeah. All right. Well, but but, but my 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 uh, saying today, thank uh, you in seven hundred. Yes. For all you've done, you know the, the Christmas cards, the the. Uh, oh, that's right! I I forgot. It's getting late. Give out your address one time so people can send Dick Dick a Christmas card. Two five. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. 2579 Walford Drive. 2579 Walford. That's W-A-L-F-O-R-D Drive. Yes. Dayton, Ohio. 4540. 4540-2579 Walford Drive, Dayton, Ohio. 4540. That's yes. awesome. Well, what are the Bengals going to do in Baltimore yes, tomorrow, Dick? What are they going to do? Well, I say they win by three points. Really? Yes. That's what I love about you, Dick. You got no problem going out on a limb. Yep. Say goodnight, Dick. Good night, Gary Jeff. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya. See ya. So long. So long. Hasta la vista, baby. <clears throat> well, you didn't wait to. You didn't wait for me to say get off my phone. I'm a little hurt. News next at 700WLW. Weiler.com. Into the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, November 17th, 2018. Gary Jeff at your service. 700WLW. Jackie contacted me at Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com after my conversation with Dick. Got the wrong zip code. It's actually 45440, not 4540. Thank you for pointing that out, Jackie. So if you're planning on sending Dick a Christmas card, 2579 Walford Drive, Dayton, Ohio, 45440. There you go. He loves to get cards. He really does. Dave from Harrison. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave, let me do my uh, best Mike McConnell impression for you. Check this out. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I've heard him say it plenty of times. What do you want? Yes, let's see, let's see, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? That's what I'm saying. What we got? What we got? What we got? Um, I want to ask you two Thanksgiving questions. It's Thanksgiving time. Yes, it is. How How astute of you. The first one is... Gary Jeff, yeah. are you going to gobble till you wobble, Gary Jeff? That's not a question. You, that's a stupid song. Are you going to gobble till you wobble, Gary Jeff? Are you going to gobble till you wobble? Are you going to gobble till you wobble? Are you going to gobble till you wobble, Gary Jeff? Probably not. I'm serving, I'm serving Thanksgiving dinner at the bar. I probably won't have a whole lot of time to eat, to be honest with you. So, no. All righty. What was and your the, other question? The second one was, I think it would behoove all of mankind if you could orate on what you're thankful for. The show's not long enough. Well, if, it's your if, show. If, if I was going to, if I was going to elocute or orate as you so, uh, so, put. so, so succinctly uh, put there, uh, yeah, I, I will tell you this. Um, I am thankful that our time is limited this morning. Goodbye. I'm grateful that our time is limited. I truly am. Thank you, God.
Thank you, God, for only giving me a couple of minutes of Dave every Saturday morning. Because if I had any more, I don't, I don't know if I could stand the joy, the exuberance, the thrill, the tingle that I get up my leg every time he calls. So thank, thankfully, our time is limited. We, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. I got to clean up. 700 WLW. All right. 12 minutes past the hour. 700-WLW Saturday Morning Edition. We have a, a new addition to our news department. Just met Sean, who I guess has come to us from Pittsburgh via Oklahoma, now to Cincinnati. So welcome, Sean. I didn't, I didn't even get his last name, but Sean is joining Ricky Chino and Jack Crumley this morning in the news department. So great to have you on board, my friend. Ray at the Village Grocery. Hello, sir. Gary, Jeff, my friend, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving. I I got your email the other night about your special Thanksgiving thing. Uh, Unfortunately, we could not make it, but I hope you had a good turnout and everything. Oh, absolutely. And that's just kind of a greeting to everybody, including you especially. I hope you get to go home this week. If you're lucky, I hope so. You know, we're we're not doing that. We're going to go home at Christmas time. Roger that. Uh, Every Thanksgiving, this will be the seventh year in a row, I feed the hillbillies that I sling drinks to at Huddle's Cafe. That's right. We will be there uh, all day Thursday from about noon. If you're drinking, you can eat. And we've got a fine spread plan. Let's see how it goes. Oh, that is cool. It is fun. Oh, that sounds like a hoot. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not one to pile on Dick. But, yeah. You know, and I don't want to get too preachy, but Dick, if you're still listening, if you hadn't gone to sleep yet, um, you know, uh, to, to back up Gary Jeff's point, you know, the Bible says the man that's blessed with a good wife, has favor with the Lord. Yeah. And, Dick, I don't know about you, but I can tell you that might be the only thing that I have going for me. And I'm holding on to it, both hands, so. Oh, yeah, me too. I know that's what I was going to say next. So that's a little word of encouragement there. But um, And I'm one to, you know, i got something on my mind about Marvin Lewis. Okay. You know, um, football is a game. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a, I like Marvin. Okay. And I, the guys got class. I mean, and when it all, it, I was able to take my family to a game this year. Thankfully, somebody gave us a couple tickets. My first game for my son and wife. And I was so happy. You know, I, I don't think one single Bengal has taken a knee, That's which true. I'm very, very impressed with. Marvin has handled himself with complete class over the years, total class. My understanding is they love him down at the stadium there. Of course, you know, the record is what the record is, but he's been an improvement. And he's a defensive genius. I'm excited to see what happens with defense, actually, with him. You know he's been kicking those guys' butts this week. Sure. And I uh, I don't know. I just I, I just think he has a lot of class, and he's handled so well. I, I think we can make a case he'd be a hell of a good commissioner in the NFL. He's got the, the knee problem handled. And he's more qualified than um, Goodell, if you ask me. But I'm not saying it's because he's a neighbor of ours over here and he might come to the store, which if he does means he's a hell of a nice guy. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's me preaching. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Ray, happy Thanksgiving. I, I try and get in touch. Are you going to, to Tennessee? We're going through. We're leaving Monday. And, um, huh? yeah, we're, we're, we're making a trip down. Our good Lord will, and nothing happens. So Yeah, you'll be all right. We'll be all right. All, all right, right, Ray. Bro. Take care, bro. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, Marvin Lewis, there's no question about the man's character. The coaching, yeah, maybe. But anyway, my, my team plays on Monday night. By the way, for the nightcap, 
when the Chiefs and the Rams square off, I'm planning the first ever on 700 WLW Monday night viewing party while we're doing the nightcap. We're going to have the game on, going to have some friends over to the studio, maybe a few snacks, making comments on the game. Because the Chiefs are playing. It's the Chiefs. Come on. I know we're in Cincinnati, but it's the Chiefs. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, my favorite team. I can't wait. Playing against arguably the best or second best other team in the NFL, the L.A. Rams. It's going to be huge, beautiful, huge. Rick, in Indy, are you in Indy still or have you you left your, your confines? I am just about to leave my confines and uh, hit the road and head to the tri-state area to drop off a couple of radios, a lot of excuses, and pick up a few. Ah, uh, there you go. So you still got more to uh, repair, huh? Oh yeah, yeah always. But uh, the good news is I've uh, I, I've I've slowed the uh, the inflow a bit, the influx a bit. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, you know I am the master of the convoluted analogy, and so one came to mind last night. I opened up Paul's uh, little Crosley Fiver because I thought, you know, maybe I can just knock this one out real quick tonight and get it back to him at Huddles tomorrow. And when I opened it up and looked inside, it reminded me of back in the 1970s, there was a garbage strike in New York City in early December. (laughs) And some very crafty individual figured out a way to get rid of their garbage, which was to put it in a box and Christmas wrap it and leave it in their unlocked car in the mall parking lot. Oh, God. Now I know what the person who opened up that wrapped box of garbage felt like. <laughs> so you're saying Paul's radio he, he gave you was uh, basically garbage? No, but the uh, person, the, the work that the last person did was. Oh, <laughs> and no. there's a lot of it. So yep, we'll, we'll be putting it back to uh, regular, but uh, you know, Paul will stop by at Huddles today and we'll have a chat about that. All right, fantastic. I'll be there about noon. Always great to talk to you. About noon today. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that's Rick from uh, Indy, our radio, our antique memory repair guy, who does follow up on his warranties. If his work does not hold up, he will come and get the radio and bring it back to his shop and put it back together right. I know because he's doing that today. But if you have one of those beauties, like, say, my 1941 Philco console, he does wonderful work. OldRadioRick at gmail.com is the email address. OldRadioRick at gmail.com. Steve Schulte joining us after the news in just a few moments. And among uh, and he'll have some environmental news about 645 or so. But on the uh, table for topics, what has transpired in Pike County, Ohio, over the last week and a half? Feuding families, murder, mayhem, and threats to Mike DeWine, among others, from the Wagner family. There was a story earlier this week in USA Today about how much this is going to cost. As if Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
it wasn't even worth the prosecution for the folks of Pike County to take down the murderers of eight of their uh, their community members. I, I when I saw the story, I was just like, well, what price do you put on eight lives? People killed in cold blood. Where they're talking about not being able to try them in Pike County and having to hire prosecutors from outside Pike County and uh, the cost if they cannot afford their own attorneys and the like. I don't care what it costs. They're innocent until proven guilty. But by God, if they're guilty, I want them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for this brutal batch of slayings. People, apparently, they were very close to, or maybe you might say too close to, in the Roden family. But really, money's no object when it comes to getting justice, is it? Will they just fall on their uh, fall on their swords and say, oh, this is, t- this, this is costing too much money. It's taken months. It's cost millions of dollars to prosecute the Wagners. Prosecute them. Let them have their their fair and swift trial, but prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, please. Food for thought. Don't eat too much. News on the other side. We're getting ready for Bengals and Ravens in Baltimore tomorrow. And that preview next on 700 WLW. Steve Schulte in the studio. Uh, you'll have to turn on the mic. But there you go. See if that thing works. It works. Okay, good. It works. Wow. Blasting your ears out? Yeah, it did. <laughs> anyway. 700 WLW, Saturday morning edition. We'll have Steve's environmental stuff in just a few minutes. So, And, yeah, you got to give me uh, the, the address. Four. Four. What's uh, Dick from Dayton? Dick from Dayton. I got, you know, I'm not a big Christmas card, but I got Dick loves Christmas. And now's the time to get them in the mail. 20, yeah. 2579 Walford Drive. 2579 Walford Drive. W-A-L-F-O-R-D? Yeah. Four five four four zero four four zero. Yeah, I was also listening. I said, uh, "Dick, you need one more digit." He'll, <laughs> he only gave you four. So it's time to talk to the lovely lady Lynette. Oh, yes, Good morning, Miss Lynette. Good morning, darling. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm fine for early morning. I tried to get here sooner, but I didn't make it. So no trips to the hospital this last week, right? No, no Good. more dying. <laughs> now you've only died forty times. Yeah. Very nice. That I know of. That you know of, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you could die and not know it and then come yeah. back to life. <laughs> uh, so any any other news at the home or anything I'm going else? to a luncheon, a ladies' tea today at the armory. Oh, is this high tea? Yes. And when you pick up your cup, do you stick your, do you extend your pinky out as you sip? Well, they have lovely little sandwiches and, and stuff yeah. like that? Oh, that's fine. It's at one today. That's wonderful. Now, do you have any... Uh, now, this is a ladies' high tea, so you don't have a date or anything. No, it's just ladies only, except Very for nice. a driver. I don't know if he's going to stay or come back or what, what. What will you be wearing? I'll be wearing my Thanksgiving uh, sweater. Okay. Well, what's that look like? Describe it well, for it's me. It's like pumpkins around it and... Different colors and fake diamonds around it and so forth. 
Oh, that sounds lovely. Yes. And so that's all you're wearing is a sweater? I'm wearing plum-colored pants. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, plum's a great color in pants because it really doesn't show stains that much. And black suede boots with a side Ooh. zipper. <laughs> oh, how, how high do the boots come up? One and four. One and five-eighths, I think. Oh, very Anyway, nice. it's not quite two inches. There you go. It looks. It it sounds like you're going to be just absolutely devastatingly beautiful. And my long black curly hair. Yeah. Oh, so that's the when way. When lady wants some like me, I said I'm wearing it because I'm cold, <laughs> not because it's pretty. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to balance out the fashion with uh, comfort always. Right. Well, have fun at your ladies' high tea. You have a blessed weekend, love. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Love you, dear. Love you, too. Bye. The lovely lady, Lynette, going oh, to yeah. Ladies High Tea today at the Armory Ooh. in Carrollton at 1 o'clock. I, I don't know if, if there's a grander event anywhere. We'll take a break <laughs> and come back with the environmental news at 700 WLW. All right, 645 on this Saturday morning, November 17th, 2018. 700 WLW, Gary Jeff. Steve Schulte in the studio. Went to the Coleraine Elder football game yep. last night. Good Man. times. Woo. What was the final? 42 nothing. Elder? No. Carl. No, of course not. You know, Coleraine. Coleraine. Need to say Matt the Toe Schulte, which I, uh, when I'm at the game, I text periodically sure. you know, the progress of the game. Matt so. the Toe played at Coleraine right. and won a state championship with right. the Cardinals way back uh, when. So. He was planning coming in for Thanksgiving, and he responded. He says, "Now I got a football game to go to next week." So that's right. So, Good. Good uh, stuff. the The Cardinal defense bent, but never broke. Apparently not. If Elder was goose egg, uh, wor- uh, Elder once got down to I think the six yard line, oh, seven no yard line, and it was knocking on the door, red four, zone, fourth down, and I think. Uh, Four to go or three to go, and the car the defense snuffed it. Nice. So took over on downs. Took over on downs. Uh, deep in the you know. So like I said, they bent. Although I would say the 2004 Coleraine Cardinal defense never bent. <laughs> they that was, crushed. That was the team your son, <laughs> right. Matt the Toe, was and on. Won the state championship. They yeah. crushed the defense. The offense. All right. So uh, instead of living in the past, let's get up to, right. to speed here. What what we got for our environmental news, Steve? Well, well, we'll talk about what's in the news, and that is the uh, California fires. Yep. Which, you know, horrific. Now we're up to 71 dead and, you know, supposedly thousands missing, but they don't know who's really missing. What the president now. drawing criticism for saying that part of the problem is mismanagement of the force. Which is true. Yeah. Uh, probably around 12,000 structures uh, destroyed. And Governor Moonbeam Brown blames climate change. Yes. And I've even heard people blame Trump for pulling out of the Paris Accord for the fires. Oh, no. That's only been, what, a year ago? Yeah. Year and a half. Um, But actually, U.S. acreage being burned by wildfires is actually down. And these wildfires are being caused by humans, but not the way... Uh, the Governor Brown wants or thinks we got rapid population growth in California, extensive development, poor water management, and most importantly, the irresponsible forest management 
that has been going on for decades. And we got the, the green, uh, the, uh, as I like to call the environmental elitists, have been blocking forest clearing in the name of species protection, leaving 129 million dead trees in California. Probably many of them are not dead anymore. They're burned. Right. Almost, almost 9 million acres of dead trees in California. So what we why, have done, why would they Why would they leave those dead trees Because there? they're trying to, quote, unquote, protect some owl or something. Okay. And as I told you a couple of weeks ago, remember, uh, back in August, one of the forest fires was caused by a car uh, having a flat tire, and the sparks flew into the brush, started the brush fire. A guy came by with a uh, backhoe or a backhoe or a dozer. He was pulling in a trailer, was getting ready to get off, get it off. To to, to keep, basically cut a trench to cut the fire. Contain off. that fire. Yeah. Got stopped by a forest ranger, threatened with arrest and confiscation if he didn't, if he stopped, if, you know, unless he stopped. And that eventually became into one of the largest fires in state history. So... But here, here's the here's the. If we go back to the early 20th century, right? Uh, in 2017, just under 10 million acres burned. That's a lot of acres. Yeah. In the two years of 1930-32, right? Those two years, over 50 million acres burned per year. In fact, we did not get below 10 million acres until the year of my birth, 1954. And, you know, we've been below 10 million ever since. And one would argue is that's when we put in these irresponsible forest management uh, uh, parameters, parameters uh, laws, regulations that, that, you know, stop forest fire. Remember Smokey? Stop forest fires. Yeah, only but you. what we only have done you is create a horrendous fire potential, which we're seeing being played out in California. Lots of, in lots other, of, in lots other places of, dry of, fuel. The, of the other, particularly out in the West, other places, Alaska and other places are under the same thing. We got all this dead wood, what they're sitting there for just waiting for somebody to light a match. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, people are dying for this. Well, you know, we're it, being told that, well, we do just don't do something with climate change. People die. Well, people are dying now because of You stuff. said uh, 1932, 1935, 50 million acres burned. In per, year. Year, per year. Per year. Uh, 2017, only 10 million acres burned. Then how come the Paradise Fire, the Wolseley Fire, in Northern California is being called the the most devastating well, and the biggest fire in California history? Because it's one fire. You know, 50 All million right. acres could be spread out over a Oh sure, different areas. Okay, that's the issue. It's it's one fire. But don't you think that part of what goes on today, as far as people's perception of these wildfires, is the reporting of yes, them? Yes, it is. It's the hyperbole and and it's the, not just yeah. the overall hype of of you know this is plus it's, we we find out about it instantaneously now when something oh, like yeah. this happens. In the 1930s, you might hear a radio report. <laughs> If you're two, lucky. two weeks later, or you might see a newspaper article buried two, on page two or uh, three 20. weeks later yeah. about what went on out west right. with wildfires. Yeah, the same thing happened in uh, with the Cuyahoga River catching on fire in 1968. Yeah. I think it's 68 or 69. Yeah. It's, well, Krista said it's the deadliest fire as far as people kill oh, yeah. the Wolseley fire. So, but why? You know, the Cuyahoga River catches on fire. Oh my God. The reality was is throughout the 20th century, the Cuyahoga, Count, uh, Cuyahoga River regularly caught on fire, 
And in fact, the fire in 68 was one of the smallest fires. There were some other ones earlier than that that did far, far more damage. The difference? TV. Yeah. Here we you know, Live. Here's still, the fire. Still doesn't change the fact that Cleveland is called, rightly so, the mistake <laughs> by the lake. Uh, break and back. 700 WLW. Happy 51st birthday to one Tab Benoit. Great blues singer, songwriter, guitarist from Homa, Louisiana. 51 today. shake the sky come down the mountains all fall to the ground but I will fear none of these things shelter me Lord underneath your wings dark waters rise swamp blues soul blues Chicago blues the man's got it covered sounded tight Still to come this morning, the uh, Tom Davis Diaries have not been alerted by his secretary, Allison Wyatt, that he will not be calling this morning. We, we also have, of course, Science Mike, uh, more Bengals updates, uh, gifts from Wally and Mo Egger before the show's done. Right now in the studio, Steve uh, Schulte. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, there you go. You probably need to turn the mic on. Uh, <laughs> how long have we been doing this, anyway? Uh, right? 20 years? Uh, no, yeah. not 20 years. 18 years. That Thanks. sounds about right. Oh, my God. You know, if, if I'm still alive, I would say that because at a certain point you just preface stuff like that. Right. If I'm still alive and still doing this show, in February it'll be 22 years since That's February right. of 1997. Yeah. So we're, we're coming we up. We're having a party, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Anniversary party. More on that and uh, more on the subjects of the morning news-wise, including uh, the city of Cincinnati still can't. Find its butt with both hands, a flashlight, and a full-length mirror. They've lost the city audit now that caused the resignation of Harry Black and uh, the firing of Assistant Chief Butler from the police department. we got a break for news, Take and we'll it. be back. 700 WLW. Into another hour of this Saturday morning edition on 700 WLW. Gary Jeff Walker with Steve Schulte. And... Good morning. I just saw this. I'm going to have to get science mic on yeah. this. They're growing... These, what they call kidney organoids in a lab to hopefully someday help people with kidney disease. And they initially come from human stem cells. So, I mean, they're, they're not like Franken kidneys or anything else. Right. But the miniature kidneys, instead of growing into different kind of kidney cells, they went rogue and started forming brain and muscle cells, the kidney hoids. It's something. So, I mean, you're basically looking at a whole new human person, possibly. And that that could be a bump in the road to the, you know. Very much. So if you can't just grow them into actual kidneys, they start forming literally another human being. If you're talking about brain and muscle cells. They did not expect that. That's very, very interesting. Also did not expect, you know what, you know, you don't know what to expect from the city of Cincinnati. In the Cincinnati Post, the only stand, thing you can't expect is more and more chaos. Chaos and uh, in the Cincinnati Posted stamp printed in Columbus this morning on the front page, <laughs> a story by James Pilcher. <clears throat> they are the documents that set off a political earthquake this year, including the firing of Assistant Police Chief Dan Butler and the forced resignation of a city manager, 
Harry Black, that fractured Cincinnati City Hall. The initial audit of Cincinnati Police overtime, which was leaked to the media back in March, and of course sent uh, the mayor and city council into a, a, a big tailspin, Since April, the Inquirer has been asking for official copies and original electronic versions of the audit of police overtime policies supporting documents surrounding the audit. But with the Hamilton County prosecutor, that'd be Joe Dieters, and Ohio auditor investigating possible police overtime abuse, city officials did not turn them over. Now apparently they've been lost (laughs) somewhere. And I don't know if they're digital or they're hard copies, Stephen. You yeah. had that question. Uh, Might be doing the Hillary Clinton. But anyway, they they can't find these now. The Inquirer sued the city over the missing documents, and uh, again, the paper one related uh, spreadsheet, but not the other documents. So they got partial documentation, and now they can't find the rest of it. I wonder where they went. I wonder where they went. So, more so the, intrigue. The shenanigans continue. More uh, intrigue in the dumpster fire known as City Hall in and Cincinnati. They, and they continue to be reelected. And I I told uh, our new news person, Sean Gallagher, I said, you'll soon find that C- city, Cincinnati City politics... Basically, city government, as I mentioned before the news break, can't find their butt with both hands and a flashlight and a full-length mirror. And possibly some Vaseline. We'll take a break and come back. It's 10 minutes past the hour, 710 Eastern at 700 WLW. All right. So, we know the city of Cincinnati is inept. Their government. They've proven it time and time and time again. And uh, we know... That the wildfires in California have been devastating, but as Steve pointed out in our environmental update, uh, that a lot of it does have to do with mismanagement of the forests and the wildfires. As President Trump was blasted for saying so uh, by Governor Jerry Brown and the uh, new governor-elect out there, both Democrats, both Trump critics, uh, the president is in Northern California today surveying the damage and getting a firsthand look. So he can free up some federal money for that. The story in Pike County, Ohio. I know. Just it, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And my friend Dennison White Oak pointed out that it reminded him very much of the TV series Justified, which I was a, a big fan really? of. Never, for, wa- never watched it. Ran for six seasons on the FX. And it was based in Harlan County, Kentucky. Okay. About family feuds and And warring clans and drugs and meth and murder and all of the rest. And it just seemingly mirrors that. uh, That's what it looks like. Very strikingly. Well, now a prosecutor. And possibly all over a child. A special prosecutor said Thursday in court that a confidential informant, and if you watch a lot of police shows, that'd be a CI. A confidential informant told investigators the four family members, the Wagners, met at the home of Frederica Wagner. She's the mother of one of the suspects accused of misleading investigators. 
She's not charged in the murders right. herself. But like an accomplice or something. Like yeah, that. lying to investigators. Like the prosecutor says the family talked about plans for escaping and getting revenged against investigators, including Attorney General, now Governor-elect Mike DeWine. Yeah. So they were already plotting a breakout and revenge. Now, her attorney didn't respond to the prosecutor's statement, but did not uh, did enter not guilty pleas to charges of obstructing justice and perjury. But as Ron Wilson, our friend who is in the garden right now, right, on another fine platform of iHeart Media, just, just chatted with him about my yard, <clears throat> and so uh, he just came in before the show and said, "What kind of a family does this? Uh, it, it boggles the mind." Yeah, truly. Just let it go. I mean, good. Trying Lord. to trying to think of me and my brothers, my three brothers, deciding <laughs> to get together. To kill somebody that wronged us in a church basketball game. Not only game them, or but their entire family. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody but the youngest child yeah. who was left. Which was apparently the center of the uh, issue, or at least that's what we're led to believe. That's what we're supposed to believe, correct. We'll find out, I guess, when the trial happens. Well, there's all kinds of strange news, and this guy always finds some for us. So. Not in any lag. Tom Davis Diaries, I like to call it the... Diary of a Madman. Oh, get this, Tommy. Okay. Get, get this. There's four members of a family out in hillbilly country who decide to kill eight members of another family in cold blood and then move to Alaska before they're finally apprehended. Isn't that wild? That's a Tom Davis Diary story almost. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It really is. Uh, uh, I wanted to before you launch before you launch into your uh, your stories. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week, I just wanted to tell you, I was ruminating on this earlier this week. But by the way, I cleaned up after I was done. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about how integral you are to the show and how much I appreciate your participation. Even though you get paid nothing, you move to another market and you still call me diligently almost every Saturday morning. I just want to let you know. As we approach Thanksgiving, how thankful I am for Tom Davis. Oh, well, it's nice of you to say that. But well, it's true, I, which I even makes it you. nicer. I do it for me. <laughs> I know. I know. It no, doesn't... Uh, listen, I, I actually, I'll walk into the bank here in town or I'll, I'll be somewhere. I actually get more recognition from this than I do from my actual job. So, no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm glad to be here. All right, Tommy. So what do you got this week? Well, this week, uh, cops lead runaway elephant back home. But first, people are still reeling from the shocking developments out of the small town of Uddingston, Ireland. Workers there are answering questions of how the town's official Christmas decorations were hung upside down. Each street sign was supposed to be adorned with a delightful and festive neon Santa greeting the public as they strolled down the street. Instead, Santa's head is pointing to the ground on light after light. Here's the messed up part. The same government employees who put the lights up upside down in the first place are getting paid overtime this weekend to fix it. 
Some things are never change. Never change. Government waste. Cincinnati's losing sports teams. And, of course, crazy cat ladies love to collect living things. Chivorka Gassing of Chicago is no different. Earlier this week, building inspectors went to her apartment after complaints from neighbors of an odd smell. And that's where they found her living with 78 cats. Oh, my God. She was <laughs> issued citations for animal cruelty. You know the usual stuff. The cat's been taken away. Here's why I can never be a cat person. I cannot, in good conscience, keep a mixture of sand and poop in a box at the bottom of my stairs. <laughs> in other news, state troopers in New York had to hurt an elephant. The big animal escaped from a sanctuary in West Town. Officers were able to lead the pachyderm back home without anybody getting hurt, animals or people. And finally, in a story that sounds like something that Pee Wee Herman or George Michael would be the center of, a man was recently arrested for, quote, playing his trumpet while driving down the highway. But instead of joining the ranks of some of the all-time biggest show business pros, this guy was actually just an idiot and playing an actual trumpet while driving down the road. <laughs> Videos shown up on social media. Cops are saying that while they did not catch the guy this time, they're warning him of any future mobile Mozart. Next week, breaking news. Papa John's now offering ostrich meat as a topic. Have yourself a great weekend. Hey, Tommy, one, one final addendum to this. Tommy? Go ahead. Yeah. If the guy had been playing another kind of trumpet, would his name have been Dick Severinson? <laughs> Bengals, Ravens, tomorrow. News in just minutes. 700 WLW. He was born in the Bronx, but he's definitely one of those Jersey guys. Bob Gaudio, singer, songwriter of great hits like this one. He is 76 today. Keyboardist, backup vocalist for Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. He not only wrote this, he wrote their first number one, Sherry. Big Girls Don't Cry, Dawn Go Away, Ronnie, Ragdoll, Save It For Me, Big Man In Town, Bye Bye Baby, Girl Come Running, Begging, Can't Take My Eyes Off Of You. For other artists, the Tremolos, he wrote Silence is Golden. Which I love. Oh. The Walker Brothers, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. Definitely a Hall of Famer in almost every single way. But the man behind those searing falsetto vocals of Frankie Valley, Man. Bob Gaudio's birthday on this I, November 17th. Yeah. As we were talking, I, I, um, I saw my, before we were married, my wife Connie and I, Went over to Beverly Hills Supper Club probably in 75 or 76 to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Right. And uh, back then, you say, well, how could I afford that? Back then, during, there was like two nights during the week, they had a special uh, dinner for two from a selected menu plus show for like $39. Oh, that's a bargain. Like that, you know, but you had to buy one drink a piece. Yeah. So we had a nice dinner, got into the show. Uh, we were not of age. You had to be 21 back then. So we had to buy two Cokes, and I still remember the two Cokes were five bucks a piece. This is back in the mid 1976. But, you know, you know, you were seeing Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, and we're sitting there, and we had this little cocktail table like everybody did in that. I don't know which room we were in, but we were packed. We were, I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder. People had to pass drinks, you know, just to, you know. Whatnot. And you mentioned to your wife-to-be. Wife-to-be. I says, Connie, if there is a fire in this room, we's dead. Because yeah. they're just, you know, yeah, there's some exits and whatnot, but you're, you're just packed in there. And how prophetic. How a year prophetic. or two years we later, had, it was a, it was the a, fire at the Beverly it Hills. It was Club. a great show. And the nice thing about Beverly Hills, 
no matter what room you're in, uh, we went we went there one other time to see Lou Rawls. We were like at Lou Rawls, we were like ten feet from him. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons were twenty feet from him. Yeah, you know, we were in kind of in the cheap seats though, but you know, it's that intimacy. You know, right. uh, and you just have a great time. Well, uh, regardless, Bob Gaudio's birthday on this November 17th, 2018. Another milestone in history coming up. Plus, we will talk to my friend Steve from Etten, Ohio, oh, next oh, oh. on the Saturday Morning Edition on 700 WLW. Good morning, 744. Good yo, morning. Yo, what's up? 700 WLW. Saturday morning edition, and the producers cheer Grant Knowles once again doing a fine, fine job. Of, of all, as always, as as always. Get him pumping down. <laughs> the second I compliment him, he screws up on purpose. <laughs> Hello, Steve from Etna, Ohio. How are Hi, you? Hi, how you doing? Hey, Steve, Steve Marino, Brooksy, yeah. Chris the Two Point oh, oh, gang. I, I, I'm, instead of a rant, I'm going to do a rage uh, today. Uh, you know, last Sunday, I, I'm back watching the NFL. Yes, I have said it, people. You should have. You should have. There, there have been some fabulous games. I'm sorry. I had to watch it, and Mahomes is unbelievable. Anyway, getting back to the facts. Fox was at Fort Benning. You know, they had all the gangs. Right, I, I saw some of the pregame. There. Yeah, they were they were doing this tremendous tribute to the military all over the league. And I thought to my, you know, there was one side of me that said, this is fabulous. Thank you. There was another side of me that said, uh, a year too late and maybe disingenuous. Uh, or, and maybe I should follow the money. Did somebody in marketing tell them, you know, we lost some viewers last year. You might want to suck up to the military. <laughs> well, uh, you know, what's worse, though, Steve, if they respond finally to their fans, their viewers, and the like, then at least they finally got the message. That's true. Absolutely. If they continue to turn it a blind eye or blind ear to what are obvious, glaring problems in their PR game, then I'd say, you know, that'd be a, that'd be a worse situation. Maybe well, the National Democrat Party could take some well, cues from that. Yeah. By the way, NFL, how about a tribute uh, next year to police and firemen and first responders? Agreed. Okay. And, oh, Steve. Yes. This, this is for you. Thank you. This, this is great. Last night I'm watching N- NBR, a national uh, business uh, report on uh, PBS. Actually, right. it's a pretty good show. They're, they're talking about something that's close to my heart because my son works for Amazon. Um, Amazon's one of its two new headquarters, right. of course, is in Long Island City. And you'll love this, Steve. In the report, they bring they bring <laughs> a climate change guy on. Oh, and I thought, oh, oh my God, what's going to happen here? Well, LIC, that's along the East River, if I remember right, in New York, between there and Manhattan and the Bronx. The, the problem is it is low. And, right. But there's a, a crap load, I almost said a bad word, of businesses all along the same area that Amazon is planning on putting this center. Right. And what was pointed out in the report is they actually did interview some of those businesses and said, are you guys as scared of the rising water level? That's what it was all about. <laughs> and this one guy, they showed a picture of his business. It looks like it's a huge building. It's up on stilts. They're eight feet above the water. And he said, our people told us 
this is the way to go. And I thought, well, that's, yep. that's very rational. But guess what? The, the climate change guy says, yes, and these guys will all be flooded by the end of the century. So I did no, my math, won't. and I figured, that's okay, that's 82 years. No, they won't. And then I remembered something. A couple of years ago, NASA predicted the weather for 2050. Ladies and gentlemen, that can't be done. You yep. cannot predict the freaking weather for 2050. Can't. We can't do it for next week. Yep. And, and the reality here is here's the facts. Uh, yes, uh, oceans have been rising. They've been rising for centuries and centuries, and the, the rate of rise varies between, let's say, X and Y. And guess where we are? We're between X and Y. Yeah. Sometimes the oceans have risen quicker, and sometimes they've risen slower. The, the original uh, Jamestown, Virginia settlement mm-hmm. is out in the James River. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when they came here, was it 400 years ago or thereabouts? Yeah. They were on dry land. In the 1600s. In the 16 or 1500s, whenever he came, the original Jamestown. Yeah, now it's out not, in the river, yeah, underwater. And that was well before man-made catastrophic global climate change and warming. What was that, Steve? Let's not forget, uh, Hank Thompson, our uh, congressman in Georgia, Guam, is thinking <laughs> because right. of all those Marines. That's right. No, it was going to no. They were going to flip over. It was going to tip oh, over. Oh, I'm sorry, it's capsizing. Yeah, I'm it was, was going to tip my over. Navy, uh, terms. And one of the challenges in the eastern cities, like New York and even Boston, what people don't realize, and I didn't realize it till uh, you know some years ago. Uh, my wife and I are in Boston as part of a cruise. Much of those cities are landfilled. Yeah. So that land didn't exist originally. Right. And that's where they threw their garbage and all the other un- unwanted things. Well, and New eventually, York, you know, extended the land. Of, so they're, yeah. so naturally, it is low and wet. New York uh, did it recently on the Hudson River side uh, down in lower Manhattan. I got a great photograph uh, of that when it was done. There's a lot of land in there that wasn't there when I was a kid and graduated from high school in New York City in 61. Well, you know what? And with all that garbage that the city has built on top of, <laughs> New York City has some of the cleanest drinking water yeah, in the it, country. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not from the Hudson. Now, let's say the Hudson River's still pretty darn clean, but it's from upper state New York. That's where they get all their water. Yeah. Take state care of yourselves, guys. Right. Thank Take you. care, Steve. Nice to have a pithy phone call over a pithy email every <laughs> once in a while. We'll come back, and we'll remember something that occurred on this date 45 years ago wow. today. Senior in high school. 700 WLW. All right, back into it. We've heard a lot of talk from the Democrats or the Democrats about impeaching President Trump. Some of them, Maxine Waters, I say impeach, impeachment, 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 impeach. Crazy lady, shut up. Uh, The last president (laughs) to be impeached by the House of Representatives was Bill Clinton. They were unsuccessfully. They were unsuccessfully not convicted by the Senate, which will happen again this time if they attempt such chicanery. Now they have control of the House of Representatives. But uh, it, it gives gives us pause to take a look back at what's happened historically with presidents who were involved and embroiled in real scandal and real collusion, if you want to call it that, or burglaries or 
just in improprieties in office. President Richard Nixon was never brought up for impeachment. He resigned in disgrace instead of he, letting it because he knew it was coming. Go that course, yes. And many people have related some of President Trump's moves to President Nixon's in the the uh, the midnight massacre that occurred when he fired the uh, special prosecutor right. and, and all of that, uh, which, by the way, President Trump hasn't done. But I was looking through the history files today, and I noticed November 17th, 1973, 45 years ago today, then-President Nixon, I believe was the uh, 38th president? Reagan was 40. Yeah, Reagan, something, like, something like that. 30-something, yeah. late 30s. 37th to 38th president of these United States of America. In, embroiled in what would be the unraveling of his administration right. almost a year later in August of 1974 when he resigned from office. But he was answering questions about corruption and ask, answering questions about himself and we flashback now to November 17th, 1973. Richard Milhouse Nixon, and you wonder where the creators of The Simpsons got the name Milhouse for one of their characters. <laughs> Tricky Dick defending himself in front of a national television audience. Grant? And I want to say this to the television audience. I made my mistakes, but in all of my years of public life, I have never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. And I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Not a crook. Also, not a president for much longer. Right. Uh, we shall see how... The, the uh, current events unfold, but I don't think it's going to end anywhere close to that. Uh, remembering. Right. And looking forward. Science Mike just ahead right after hey, news, hey, hey. which is next on 700 WLW. It is true that God created man and woman. Democrats created all the other genders. 700 <laughs> WLW, the Saturday morning edition at six minutes past the hour. I'm just loving the stuff they send to me. Uh, Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com, by the way, the email address. 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T free. Time to check in with our staff scientist, Science Mike, and this weekend's Science Minute. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising if the girl blinded me with something. Michael, how are you this morning, my friend? I'm uh, gentlemen, how you doing? Good. Good morning, or Michael. I don't know if you heard the story that I encountered earlier about them growing these kidneyoids in the lab. Did you hear I heard, that? I heard the end of it. Um, Apparently, these these lab grown organs have gone gone rogue, and they started growing brain and muscle tissue along with the kidney tissue. Is that crazy? Can they vote? <laughs> only, only in Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I ended that last segment with that uh, congressman making a comment about, I think it was Guam flipping over. Yes. Right? And that, the uh, great response from Admiral the General, he said, we don't anticipate that happening. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, there, Michael? 
there was a lot of science this week, and uh, <clears throat> the. the uh, this week, this NASA Langley Research Center scientist, uh, his name is, is Martin, I'm trying to pronounce his name correctly, Malinzak, okay? All right, that's good enough. Yeah, he uh, he said we we could be heading into a, a really, really cold cycle. <laughs> uh, no, no, this is, I know. This, yeah. At the, um, he measures, we have a satellite, a Sabre satellite that measures the thermosphere climate index. And what that is, it measures how much uh, energy nitrous oxide in the thermosphere puts out in space, okay? So right now, it's putting out the lowest amount of energy ever recorded. Like It's measured in watts or putting out like 33 billion watts of energy, but it's at an all-time low. And it, it's related to the decrease in the solar activity. We talked about this right. before, Gary, Jeff, uh, the, the, the monitor minimum. Mm-hmm. And they really believe we're heading into a grand solar Decline in in, in in sunspot activity on, on the sun, right. which relates to our uh, heating of our atmosphere. Okay, sure. So now now we think that um, we're going to be getting really this. You know, scientists puts out information like this, and it's actual factual measurements. And you have all these climate people saying, "No, it's not true." And then you have some people now they're going to thank us for. Global warming, climate change warming. <laughs> we can use a little bit of warming. A, a mini ice age. And they really don't know how long it could last. It could last. The last one lasted 70 years. Yeah, the mini ice age. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and what we also got to remember, Mike, and people don't realize it, it's only been about 40 years, 40 years, maybe a little bit longer, that we've had satellites up in space that we get real-time weather right. and measurements. Before that, we'd have satellites, but they, they it took still pictures, if you will, you know, yeah. uh, and and so when you know, like you say, well, NASA says most uh, all time. Well, how long have they been measuring it? Forty years. <laughs> and you know, maybe a climate topic today, but also there was an article two weeks ago in Nature came out, and these scientists yep. it was a yep. proof paper that the the, the oceans were. 60% warmer than what they thought, and then they had a peer review, and these scientists came out, hey, guys, you screwed up this paper big nope. time. Your, your, your errors are way off. You nope. can't make this assumption. So they pulled the paper. No, what happened, what happened is it was peer-reviewed. It got past the peer, and one scientist looked at the executive summary. He didn't even get into the paper. He looked at the executive summary and said, something screwy here. This doesn't make sense. And then he went, and he challenged them. The authors, and give credit the authors. The authors looked at what they did, and they go, oops. Now, they still said made, the oceans were warming, but right, not nearly as made much. A comment, so why don't you guys actually stick a thermometer in the water and see what the temperature is? <laughs> oh, God, imagine that. That'd be way too simple. Thank you, Michael. See you, guys. All right, a break and back. 700 WLW. Dateline, San Francisco, California. Police report finding a man's body under the Golden Gate Bridge following his apparent attendance at an after-party for a recent same-sex marriage reception. Same-sex marriage reception. Dead man's name not being released till his family's been notified, which is standard. The victim, right. appa- the victim apparently drowned due to excessive marijuana, drug, and alcohol consumption. He was wearing black fishnet stockings, a red garter belt, a pink G-string, purple lipstick, and a Hillary for President t-shirt. He also had a cucumber placed in what would normally be considered an uncomfortable place. 
Fortunately, the police removed the Hillary for President T-shirt so as to spare his family any, any unnecessary embarrassment. Uh, we go to Stephen in South Carolina. Hello, Stephen. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, good morning good here, Mr. Steve. Happy uh, early Thanksgiving. My uh, favorite holiday. Of the year. My favorite holiday. How can it be your favorite yeah. holiday when it's my favorite holiday? Because great minds think alike. Jerry. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll go. I with beg that. to differ. My, it's my second favorite holiday. Christmas is my first because my birthday's Christmas Eve, so I get. Oh, how about that? I get two pres. I get presents for two days. My birthday's three days before Christmas. So yeah, I- but it's three days before. I get all. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I get yeah, all I get all out. Yulia and I are heading down to sunny Florida to see my mom and stepdad. Thank you, no. Oh, fantastic. That sounds great. You just, you, I just had to plan the trip driving through Atlanta. So we're leaving at oh, 4 yeah. to avoid the traffic. <laughs> so uh, when are you going? Uh, Tuesday morning, 4 a.m. Very nice. So uh, you go, now, do you have to go to the West Coast? Uh, is that why you got to go through Atlanta as opposed to go down the coast uh, on the east? No, I'm, I'm going to be in, in the villages. That's where my mom and stuff is. Where, where's the villages? That's like Orlando. It's right? south of Ocala. Oh, okay. More gotcha. the center of the state. Gotcha. Okay. So I hit I seventy five and just uh, put the pedal to the metal and go on down. Gotcha. Well, thank hey, God, thank God, your mother is is married because in that environment in the villages, I understand that the rate of STDs <laughs> among seniors is skyrocketing. It's sky high there. It, it really is. People might think that's funny, but it, it's true. I've read it and can't say. I it. I, bl- I blame it all on ED medication. Yeah, right on what you will. Yes, but hey, uh, what were you going to say? Gonna, I was going to ask if you heard about your uh, favorite quarterback's uh, favorite condiment. My favorite? Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. What's his favorite con- condiment? He loves ketchup on everything, including steak. Do you put ketchup on a steak, Jerry Jeff? No. I, I will if I don't have steak sauce. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Then you're not buying good steaks. That's the problem. Oh, come on. I had a neighbor, uh, Stephen, and I won't mention her name. She was married to a, a wonderful man. She she was a wonderful person too, except for one thing. I brought over filet mignons for the neighbors to all okay. eat back when I was actually making money and could afford filet mignons for all the neighbors. And we cooked them on my neighbor's grill. His wife is there. We sit down at the table, and she asked for the A1. And I said, and again, omitting her name, I said, if you weren't my neighbor and I brought you that nice piece of meat and you put steak sauce or anything on it, I would stab you in the eye with my fork. (laughs) But uh, you're my neighbor. I like you. I love you. I'm not going to stab you in the eye with my fork, but I feel like it. 
I mean, yeah. I am oh, so I'm so vehemently opposed to ketchup in the first place. I don't care if the court, my quarterback of my Kansas City Chiefs eats ketchup on air. That doesn't bother me. That does not dissuade me. That does not change any opinion that I have of him. Except now, I don't want to dine with him. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't say no. You know what else and I can't? I can't. The other way. Oh, I can't stand. And and it almost makes me gag. Mayonnaise on anything. Oh come on, I love mayonnaise on anything. Love now mayonnaise. it can Mike be tartar sauce even better. No, God, I can't stand that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that stuff gross. Oh. My wife eats tartar sauce, and I just like I tur- I have to turn the other direction. <laughs> oh, no, no mayonnaise in something like potato salad or something like that. That's fine, if, as long as it's not too mayonnaisey. Is that a word, mayonnaise? Okay. I, I am a grammarian. Yeah, so I, I, I like my mayonnaise potato salad. That's a little true. bit. But more mustard and Italian dressing than mayonnaise. Yeah. But, hey, but condiments to me, I'm I'm pretty much a non condiment guy. I like uh I like brown stone ground brown mustard. I like that. And uh, I'll occasionally eat some hot sauce, but anything else. I mean some barbecue sauce is fine too. What what were we gonna say, Stephen? I was going to ask you if you could post on your blog your uh, Thanksgiving stuffing recipe. Oh, that's a possibility. What kind of stuffing do you make, Gary Jeff? I make two different kinds. I'll make uh, I'll make sage stuffing. Okay. I have... make an oyster stuffing. Oh, uh, yeah, I do make an oyster. Do stuffing. you? Yes. I oyster dressing. I, that's, I'm I'm making oyster dressing for Thanksgiving. Do not stuff it in the bird. It's cooked separately. Yeah, but. Yes. Ah, I got my grandmother Schulte's oyster dressing recipe. Oh, it's real real simple, Stephen. What you do (laughs) is you get some breadcrumbs and you get some oysters in a jar and you kind of you kind of cut them up a little bit. So there's not one big piece of oyster in there. You evenly spread that with some celery, some onion, uh, some um, if you want chicken broth or water, sit it in the pan. Put it like uh, 350 degrees for about 30 minutes, and you got oyster dressing. Yeah. It's real. Oh, yeah, I'm not making it. Julia will make. We it, saute so the. Uh, put it on the blog. That would be great. Okay, well, can't you just relate it to her instead of me having to go and wear my little nubs of fingers down on okay. a blog? Oh, oh. That's okay. a that's an awful lot of work for this time of the morning. So. I'm, I'm really sorry. But you guys have a very Happy Thanksgiving. You as Enjoy well. your family yep. and friends. All the best to you guys. I'll give me a call next Saturday when I'm on the road heading up 575. Right. Fantastic. I can't wait. Make it a blessed but I'll, I'll have to. Just have the dump button ready. I, I, <laughs> I can't guarantee anything. All right, Stephen. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys. Love, love to yield you, too. Now, oyster dressing is something that I really never encountered oh, until. Love it. Until I moved up here. Now, one of the things we do and differently is we saute the uh, onions, chopped onions, chopped celery uh, in butter. Saute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do that. You know. I left out some important steps. Buddy. That's an important step. That, uh, and I tell you what else is good with that. What's that? A little Chesapeake Bay seasoning. Oh, really? That and and that goes well with oysters and seafood and stuff. So. Is that all? Is that the other seafood, or is it go by a different? What's that other seafood seasoning? Uh, it's the same thing. We don't. I well, I got it at home. It's not called Chesapeake, but it's one. You know, bay seasoning or yeah, bay yeah. Seafood that's it. Seasoning. Old, old, old Bay, Old Bay, same thing. Okay. Chesapeake Bay is Old Bay, same thing. Okay, uh, Bengals. I'll try. This is all 
This is all incredibly compelling and interesting and entertaining, but we've got a break because the Bengals <laughs> and Ravens play tomorrow at uh, in Baltimore. And here's your pe- preview and then uh, gifts from Wally on the other side of news on 700 WLW. Good morning, kids. Time for gifts from Wally. The kindness of the Irish. Shortly after takeoff, an outbound evening Aer Lingus flight from Dublin to Boston. Nonstop. The lead flight attendant nervously makes the following painful announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, this is terrible. I'm very sorry, but it appears there's been a terrible mix-up by our catering service. I don't know how this has happened, but we have 103 passengers on board, and unfortunately we received only 40 dinner meals. I truly apologize for this mistake and inconvenience. Passengers are all just like, really? (laughs) When their muttering dies down... She continues her announcement. Anyone who's kind enough to give up their meal so that someone else may eat will receive free and unlimited cocktails for the duration of our 10-hour flight. Her next announcement came about two hours later. If anybody's hungry, we still have 40 dinners ready. My friend Steve Schulte, you you must be off, as Gary Burbank used to say. So uh, thank you for enjoying the morning with us. Thank you for having me. The Mickey D's and all the rest of stuff. That's right. So off to my, my daughter just closed on a condo, so we're doing a house inspection this morning. So that's why I must be off. Oh, that's tremendously a a bunch of fun. Oh, yeah. More fun when she gets moved in, right? (laughs) When she becomes, goes from a renter to an owner. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Well, have have a wonderful day. You too. Make it a blessed one. All right. Hey, Mo. What's going on? What's going on with you? I am uh, about 20 feet away from the ESPN College Game Day set. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, quite a big night for the UC football Bearcats. This is, this is something we never imagined what was going to happen at the beginning of the season. UC battling for the, uh, the AAC East crown against the undefeated and 11th ranked University of Central Florida football team. This is a huge opportunity for the UC uh, football program. And uh, down here in Orlando, they are really fired up for this football game tonight. This is the biggest game they've played in the regular season in two years. Obviously, they played Auburn in a bowl game last year. But you and I talked, I don't know what it was, 10 weeks ago today. I was in Los Angeles. The Bearcats were getting set to play UCLA. And I thought there was no chance that Cincinnati – would compete for a league title. I thought at best maybe they could win six games, and yet here they are with a chance for a tenth win of the season tonight and maybe play for the league title and perhaps finish 13-1. and one. Who would have thought that? Oh, God. I know. But, I mean, you can't feel this way if you're a part of the UC football program or if you're a Luke Fickle. But for fans like you and I, you know what? If if it ends here, so be it. I mean, what a fantastic season. What a great uh, season. Tonight, from a UC standpoint, house money. I mean, look, if, if they win tonight, uh, they're 10-1. They play next week for a chance to play in the conference title game. And if they don't, they're still going to finish with at least nine wins. I think they win next week. That's 10 wins. This program is so far ahead of schedule. I think, Gary, Jeff, I said this to some people last night, the most fun thing you can enjoy as a sports fan is when you don't expect your team to be good and they end up being really good. It's fun to be a fan of the Patriots or Ohio State or Kentucky basketball where you know you're going to be good every single year. 
when you're not expected to be good at all and your team ends up being not just better than expected but really, really good, that's the most fun thing you can enjoy as a sports fan. And the future for this program is really bright. There's a lot of guys on this team who have contributed this year. You and I have talked about this a lot who are going to be here next year, who are going to be here in two years. Uh, if you're a UC football fan and you have endured the misery of the Tommy Tuberville regime, if you endured last year when they went 4-8, and eight, this is the payoff. This is a good football team, and it's a program that really, really is, Gary Jeff, on the rise. So you're, you're next to the ESPN game day set. Yeah. Have, have you seen Heidner hair of Desmond Howard or any of the other uh, – David Pollock or Kirk Herbstreet or anybody? Kirk Herbstreet came out to do a little hit before uh, they go on the air at 9 o'clock. He has been a, I don't want to say a critic, but he has sort of been the face of, hey, look, UCF hasn't played anybody. Uh, They deserve what they're getting in the college football playoff. Uh, They are waiting with fangs for Kirk Herbstreet. So he came out on the set uh, about 10 minutes ago, and I've never heard a crowd with more lustful booze in my life. They were ready for him, and uh, they gave it to him, and he ate it up. He knows he knows uh, what he's going to get while he's here. Uh, I talked with uh, Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler, who's calling the game tonight, was on my show earlier this week, and he goes, look, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, this is the most hostile crowd he'll ever receive. On the flip side of it, Lee Corso lives here. So when they do the uh, the game picks a little bit before noon, and he puts the headgear on. Yeah. I would be stunned if he puts the Bearcat head on. But I do know that he's been equipped with it. I do know that they've given him one just in case. But given uh, where where he lives, I'm going to guess he picks UCF. There you go. Uh, former UC coach who led them to some glory is in another uh, enviable position today. Brian Kelly and the number three-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish looking to go 11-0 and on this season against number 12 Syracuse. Any comments on that game? Yeah, it, it, it kind of, to me, depends on the health of, of Ian Book. I, I am the, the maybe the, the rare UC fan who's a big fan of Brian Kelly and roots for him at Notre Dame. But if you're, if you're watching this game tonight hoping that UCF can maybe sneak into the college football playoff, number one, you're rooting for UCF. So the hell with you. Number two, you're rooting against Notre Dame. He's done something that I didn't think he could do while he was at the University of Cincinnati. He has built defensive-minded teams. They have built very good defenses at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, to me, is interesting because all of these other schools that are in contention for a college football playoff first, they're in conferences that have league title games, which means Alabama is going to play a 13th game. Clemson is going to play a 13th game. Ohio State or Michigan is going to play a 13th game. Notre Dame's not in a conference, so there's no 13th game for them. So it's going to be interesting, the debate, do you take a 12-0 and Notre Dame team that always plays a national schedule or a 13, a 12-1 and team that's played 13 games? It's why I wish they were in the league so we didn't have to have that conversation. But two years ago, Brian Kelly was on the hot seat. It felt like he was one bad year away from being removed. They had a very good season last year, and now they're in contention to be the team that loses to Alabama in the college football playoff national title game because you and I both know nobody's beating the Crimson Tide. Any chances Luke Fickle leaves UC if they have uh, a huge bowl game and win the, win well, the conference look, title? Here's, here's what's undeniable. If you win at the University of Cincinnati, you get noticed. Uh, you get attention. It happened with Mark Antonio. It happened with Brian Kelly. It happened with Butch Jones. 
What I would say to Luke Fickle is, look, the best job out there right now is probably going to be Purdue because everybody seems to think that Purdue's coach, Jeff Robb, is going to go to the University of Louisville. Stick around next year. You're going to have a very good football team. Don't go to Purdue. Go to a school that actually gives you a chance to compete for a national championship. And uh, look, what comes open here in the coming weeks, I have no idea. I have no idea if he's more inclined to move than some of his predecessors. But here's what I know. Nobody wanted Tommy Tuberville because he didn't win. If you want Luke Fickle, it, it, it's meant that he's won at the University of Cincinnati. And as a Bearcat fan, I'll take it and deal with what comes up. And look, Mike Bone, who's actually standing right next to me as I say this, Mike Bone is one for one in hiring football coaches. There's a lot of really good young talent on that football team. So if Luke Fickle's not here next year, Go get a really good coach who's going to walk into a situation that I think is pretty enviable. Well, let, let me just put one scenario in front of you that, that may be too irresistible for Luke Fickle to turn down. Urban Meyer leaves Ohio State. Brian Kelly's dream job was always Notre Dame. He never made any bones about that. For Luke Fickle to go back to Columbus and inherit that program, that would be something you would, you would say, okay, that's not Purdue. You're right about that. He's an Ohio State guy. Here's what I would wonder, though. He was the interim head coach in 2011, and it didn't go well. And Luke Fickle would be the first to tell you that there's a lot of things that he wished he would have done differently that year. And I just wonder how much that season may make him a tough sell for that fan base. The other thing I'll tell you is when UC played Ohio State in basketball last week, Luke Fickle came to the game. And at one point, he walked over to go talk to some Ohio State people, and the OSU contingent, understandably so, gave him a huge ovation. Ohio State can pick whoever they want to be their head coach. Sure. Uh, would Luke Fickle be in that mix? Sure he would, but, but that's okay. That, that, again, you can either, if you're at UC, you can either win and, and be uh, the, the apple of someone else's eye, or you can not win, and nobody's going to care about you. And I think if you're a UC football fan, Mike Bone said it during the hiring process. The formula here is to get someone climbing the ladder, and then they bounce to somewhere else, and that's okay. That formula has worked. And so I think Luke Pickle was hired in part, at least, with that in mind. And if Ohio State needs a head coach... Who are they going to look at? I have no idea. I think they would be out of their minds to not give a good, hard look at Luke Fickle. As a UC fan, I certainly hope he stays. But, again, uh, this football program is on really solid ground right now. And whoever the coach is next year, uh, they're going to have a really, really good football team to coach. And uh, But first things first, they have a chance on the national stage tonight, Gary, Jeff, to do something that really hasn't happened with this football program all that much. And that's what a big, big game on the national stage. And uh, I'm just naive enough to think that it might happen. Real quickly, um, the, the Bengals still banged up. And you said last week, quite unprophetically, that there wouldn't be a blowout because blowouts don't happen in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, what happens in Baltimore? I think you're going to get a low-scoring game. Uh, I think Baltimore starting Lamar Jackson at quarterback is scary because I don't know how the Bengals linebackers tackle him. Uh, to me, it's on the health of Joe Mixon. If Joe Mixon can, can control the game, maintain possession, um, extend drives for the Bengals without A.J. Green, they've got a shot. This is a Ravens team that's lost four out of five. They're very, very desperate. I think it's a low-scoring game. I have a hard time saying the Bengals will win, 
in large part because I'm jaded after what I saw last week. But if they do win, Gary Jeff, I think they're going to the playoffs. They'd be 6-4 and four in front of everybody else in the AFC. They get tiebreakers over Miami and Indianapolis. It would effectively bury the Baltimore Ravens. I think if they win, they're going to go to the playoffs. If they lose, then the next six weeks are going to be quite interesting. <laughs> All right. What's on the blog, Mo, real quick? Oh, a whole lot on the Bengals, the Bearcats, college football. Go check it out at uh, 700WLW.com. All right, and the Hey Mo question. On Monday night on my nightcap, will you be back in town Monday? I will be, yes. On Monday night, we're having a first-ever Kansas City Chiefs viewing party as part of the nightcap. I'm going to have people in the studio. We're going to watch the game and occasionally comment on it. Well, we, we're, we're legally uh, unable to actually give details about what's going on in the game, but we'll have snacks and, and we'll have guests in the studio for a, a Kansas City Chiefs viewing party for my favorite team as they go against the Los Angeles Rams. Will you be here? Nothing like a viewing party on standard death television. Yeah, in, in a radio studio. Well, we're actually doing uh, a, a radio the, the, show. The, the, the answer is no for two reasons. Number one, the Bearcat basketball team plays right before you go on the air. Number two, it's James Rapine's going away party late that night. So I, I can chime in from a bar uh, that I won't name, oh, 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 but uh, James... we're going to go celebrate James Rapine going away. Where's he going? Moving to Cleveland. Oh, that's disgusting. He's going to pursue a radio opportunity that I'm not allowed to mention. Well, I mean, that's fine. It, you know, it's it's all about climbing the ladder, and you're standing in his way here. But Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland? I'm standing in no one's way. I'm very, very happy for the guy. He is. Uh, he is. He has earned it. He has deserved it. And it sucks that we're gonna uh, we're gonna lose him. It does suck because he was. But he, but hey, but feel free to call me. I'll, I'll be imbibing. So that could be fun. <laughs> that could. Usually, I talk to James on Monday night, so you know I might have to get both of you on a conference Monday night from the party. We can do that. All right, Mo. Take care. Thanks. Bye, man. <sighs> Mike Allen next, and Saturday midday just ahead. Michael, what's on the show today? Uh, hit your mic. But there you go. What's on the show? Today? I'm going to talk about criminal justice reform, Gary Jeff. The First Step Act was trotted out this week. President Trump supports it. Uh, it's something very much needed. Also going to talk to some guests in the studio about a program called Hope Over Heroin. It's a faith-based initiative that, that's had a lot of success here. Finally, we're going to talk to Jennifer Edwards-Baker from Fox 19 about how she and Fox 19 scooped everyone this week on the Pike County murders. And one last question before I let you go. Uh, confirm or did I... You have stolen the city's audits that are missing, the files, right? <laughs> Not me. Okay. Not me. Right. After the show show at Huddles, old radio Rick will be there at noon. Come by and have a drink or, or two or three or, or Uber or something. 700 WLW. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.